Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey guys, Riley here, and Rule of Two today is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com and get sucked into new original series like the highly touted Titans, or catch up on favorites like Krypton Season 1. And starting May 31st, jump into new episodes of Swamp Thing, dropping weekly, and follow Abby Arcane as she investigates what seems to be a deadly swamp-borne virus in a small town in Louisiana and soon discovers that the swamp holds mystical and terrifying secrets. You can also get your comic book fix with thousands of new comic titles just added to an already impressive comic library. This includes more recent titles and complete storylines like Superman Secret Origin, Batman 2011, and Harley Quinn 2013. Also available on the platform are tons of the classic DC movies we love, like Batman and the original Superman movie. If animated films are more your speed, sign up now because Reign of Superman and Justice League vs. The Fatal Five are now available. DC Universe is available on your favorite devices. So if you were thinking about it before, now is definitely the time. Join and get a year's worth of DC content at DCUniverse.com. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, from negative to positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.
All right, what's up, everybody? Mark here. Um, I've never done this before, man. I've never, uh, like, you know, took in the lead host part, but I'm here with Star Wars Theory. What's up, bro? What up, dude? So, um, yeah, uh, Riley has his whole song and dance that he does right now. I feel like actually like I'm having a little bit of uh, stage fright because I have no idea what the hell to do. We got to make our own thing. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we got to make our own thing. But I'm not going to be here on Monday, so we're we're pre-recording this episode for Monday. Okay. Uh, My buddy Star Wars Theory is is in town, so we figured you know let's just do it you and me. You know, as like a change of pace. Um, It's episode 43 of Rule of Two, man. Okay. You know, 43 episodes already. Thank you for uh, for, a lot. for joining us. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll figure some shit to talk about, right? You know what? We just start something and we'll just end up somewhere else by the end of it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll fair end up enough. on Seinfeld or something like that. All right. So, so, so usually, like, Riley kind of, like, I don't know, he kind of uh, kicks me off or somehow he always prompts me to get this thing started. But I'll Vanity just... Fair, episode 9. All right, fine. Start on that. All right, so... Here we are, Rule of Two, episode 43, and then I'm going to go rise. All right, so here we are, man. Episode 43, Rule of Two. Star Wars Theory is here with me. What the hell are we going to talk about today, bro? What do you want to talk about? thinking episode nine. Uh, I'm thinking prequels. I'm thinking everything in between. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about this Vanity Fair thing, man. Like um, I was overseas when the, when the article came out. A bunch of pictures came out. Uh, what 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 were some of your thoughts about it? Well, I saw the pictures around like 6 a.m. and I'm like, holy crap, these are really cool. Like we haven't had anything Star Wars Episode Nine for a while. And then we got that and the first thing I see are the Knights of Ren. Yeah. And we actually get this sweet photo of them. And after doing some digging, I realized that the axe that one of the knights is holding is the same axe in uh, Solo that Dryden Voss has in his collection, which is being held by Mandalorian. But you only see it in Solo, right? You only see it in Solo, in his collection, in the background. And it's the same axe? It's the same axe. So yeah. what do you think the connection is? So I think either they are bounty hunters or they're you know from Mandalore, and basically they're hired or they're, they're with Kylo to hunt Jedi, because that's what a lot of the, the bounty hunters did. That's what Jango did, right? Right. And, like, do you think that that one scene in the trailer where you see Kylo kind of fighting some people and there's, like, a, a stormtrooper, like, off to yeah. the side and he's, like, beating up some dude and, like, knocking him to the floor? Do you think he's turning on the Knights of Ren? Is that what's kind of being— Maybe, yeah. I mean, they're both wearing these, like, leather capes. and stuff. They look very similar, so, I mean, I would be surprised if it wasn't, but— But you think that those are Knights of Ren in that trailer They could moment. be, yeah. 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 Um, what What are you thinking about this? Um, like, like how how how— f- uh, feature? Do you think the Knights of Ren are going to be in this thing? I hope they're going to be a big feature. I, th- I hope they're going to be huge because then imagine, you know, story-wise it would be sick, but then marketing-wise it would be cool too because they can go into this whole new backstory of them and just make movies from them too. But what are they, man? What do you think these Knights of Ren are? Like, is this like a like a thing that um, Kylo uh, goes against Luke? destroys the um, the Jedi Academy or whatever it is that they call it, and he he forms these Knights of Ren, or, the, or, or, or was this Knights of Ren something that Snoke think, had been building for a while? I think they're ancient. I think, I think they've been around for a while, and it's maybe this, like, recurring cult that just keeps coming back or something like that. But, but we have no backstory on it, though, right? No, there's, yeah. There's no writing. There's no novel. In, in the Aftermath novel, I forget which one it was. I think it was the third one. Um... There are these dark dudes in robes that come, and they, they're searching for Vader's lightsaber in this underground kind of area. 
And I'm thinking maybe, you know, those are the Knights of Ren. Maybe they have something to do with that. But, like, who – and they, we never hear about them again. So it's like, who are they? God, uh, you know, you just made me realize, like, Vader's lightsaber. Yeah. Like, what what happened to that? What's the last time we see it in the movie? Like, It drops when Luke cuts his hand off. And I think it drops into the Death Star, like below. Right, because like, like he's up against the thing, he cuts it, and it falls into yeah, that. Yeah, with his hand, yeah. So, so it's with the Emperor somehow. Like, it fell into the same pit that yeah, the Emperor Yeah, so I mean, if the in. Emperor is back, then the lightsaber's fine, too. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't even and think th- about th- that. They, like. were going, they were going to look for it, so clearly it's around. I mean, let's say the Death Star explodes, the lightsaber's in there, the kyber crystal maybe explodes, too, and then there's just shards of kyber that just fall into the planet below or something like that. And maybe that's why Kylo... And maybe that's why his lightsaber is so weird. Right. Because he, like, put all these pieces back together, but they're broken. Dude, wait a minute. Do you Like, are you telling me that you think that it's possible that Kylo's saber is actually using the kyber crystal from Vader's saber? Maybe. Maybe. But yeah. Do you think it's a possibility? I think it would be cool. I think another cool theory would be that he took Luke's crystal from his green blade and made it bleed. Mm-hmm. And there's so much conflict in in that crystal that it, it's just all like wavy and. and where, would, where would he have gotten Luke's green? Like after he destroyed the temple? Well, remember when he like pulled down the hut on Luke in that flashback? Right, and, and then, then like the saber was. Yeah, maybe he just like takes the saber, cracks it open or something, and then and you know maybe that's why we never see it in in eight. But in the book, the uh, caretakers of the island, they, it it's rights that they they took his saber, they took his weapon. Who the. Those little, like, the, I forgot what they were called, llamas or whatever. Uh, on on Octu? Yeah, those caretakers. So in the book for for Last Jedi, yeah. they actually take the thing, They actually huh? take the thing, yeah. Huh. Okay, so. Um, you didn't read the book, did you? I haven't read any did of the Did you know that man. someone uh, reaches out to Luke when he's dying? No. In the clouds? No. Yeah, they say let go. Walk me through that. Yeah, so he's dying. He looks at the binary suns, and then someone says let go, Luke. And we don't know who it is. No. But before that movie even came out, there was some guy that emailed me, and he's like, I know everything that's going on, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he's like, there is someone, you're going to hear Hayden's voice say, let go, Luke. This was way before the movie even came out. And then it comes out, we don't see it in the movie, but then we we read it in the book. So I'm like... Yeah, what does that mean? Like, like is that saying that, that Anakin or Vader or, or yeah. whatever, the Force Ghost Anakin is seeing all this and it tells him to let go. Yeah, but they cut it out. I mean, they didn't put it in there. So It would have been a little bit better than what we got, I think. Yeah, it would have been cool with that. Yeah. 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 So, so all right. So going back to the Knights of Ren, yeah. how, how much do you think they're going to be featured in 9? I think they're going to be featured quite a bit. I mean, he was obviously shooting a scene just with them, JJ, right? We saw that picture. Yeah. Did you see the picture? I did see the picture. The one where they're, it's like they're all standing they're the together. Desert. Yeah. But Kylo's not there. No. So is this like like in some desert planet, right? Yeah, which is kind of where Episode Nine trailer opens. So, you know, like if I were to guess, I'd say something like, um, you know, Rula Two style. You got Kylo uh, kill Snoke. He's the supreme leader, or whatever it's called now. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of calls up his boys, and he's like, "Hey, guess what? Like, I'm in charge now." Yeah. And the and like his Knights of Ren come into it. They start to piss him off. He yeah. turns against them, yeah. takes them all out, you know, or something like that. Or or maybe this is the point where he wants to turn to the good side. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, no, you're evil. You're supposed to be evil. 
Do you think Kylo turns to the good side? Yeah, I think something's going to make him turn. Yeah. Yeah. I think Leia's going to die. Leia's going to die like I think so. early. She's going to sacrifice herself, I think, for him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what about what about um, and uh, Ray's just going to be Ray. Ray Ray's not going to have much conflict, right? Ray's Ray, man. She's yeah. She's just going to be the the all knowing, the all powerful. But with without any, because you know, like in in Last Jedi, there's that great scene, which I actually thought was going somewhere, where Luke tells her like, "You didn't even blink," you know, like like you know, you embrace this darkness without even thinking about it. Yeah. You know, but then, they, but but then you never really get any payoff for that. Like, yeah. you never really get any other layer to that whole thing. Yeah, like, there there were a lot of things that weren't explained in the Last Jedi, and uh, maybe they'll be explained in this one. I don't know that whole like dark vision thing. I didn't really understand that. Like, she goes into the water and comes out, and like I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, why? Yeah. So, Ray's Ray's journey, man. What do you think Ray's journey is going? I have, I have I have I have a theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go for it. When she goes into that cave where she's like doing the snap thing. Yeah. What if that's the world between worlds? What's the world between worlds? You know, from Rebels. You know where they go into the world between worlds, and and Ezra pulls out Ahsoka. From yeah, the, look, it's like a time machine, basically. Hey, look, look. I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen a lot of Rebels. Okay, basically. So they they do the whole Back to the Future thing. Where they go into this world where you can go into any portal at any moment from any of the movies for any time in Star Wars and you can just pull this on is, things. This is like the last season or something? Yeah. Because I did see the first three yeah. seasons and I like the third season a lot actually. Yeah. With Ezra. Like Ezra really gets tempted by the dark yeah, side. I'm going to be real with you. I've, I've watched like just chunks of Rebels. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So look, I'm not alone here. So the fans don't no, start not alone, killing man. me. No, man. Like, no. I mean, like, look, Clone Wars, I've seen every episode maybe two or three times. Yeah. I love Clone Wars. Yeah. Have you watched Clone Wars? Yes, I've seen Clone Wars when I was a little kid. Okay. Yeah. A little kid. They just came out like a few years ago. Yeah, I was, I'm still a little kid. Oh, God. You're making me feel old, dude. Are you serious? You were a little kid when you saw Clone Wars? Yeah, well, which Clone Wars are we talking about? I'm talking about the, the first original, like, 2D, because I, wa- I used to watch those like crazy. <laughs> well, first of all, yeah, that one, but that's not the Clone Wars I'm talking about. That one's okay. also great. Yeah. I'm talking about the one, uh, the CGI one. Yes. You've seen those? Yes, I've seen those. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, this world between worlds. Yeah. You think that this is possibly what what that whole sort of took them to? Yeah, maybe. Because it was weird. She's like a million different clones of herself. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Is it like an alternate universe? Yeah, like like why why are there so many of, of her? I don't know. Is it is it something to do with the cloning thing, you think? Dude, you just raised a really good theory. Maybe yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Roll with it. Roll with it. Wow. Maybe she's a clone. Maybe it was it was showing her exactly what she wanted to see. Maybe she's she is just a clone and, and like Starkiller, like in, in um Force Unleashed, they yeah. had to make a million of her shout until out they to Sam until, Yeah, shout out to Sam Whitworth until they got the right one. And maybe that's what they were showing. And when it said show me my parents and it showed her. You're gonna make a video about that? I that's... should make a video about that, yeah. <laughs> First of all, it's a pretty good theory. It's a maybe, pretty good theory. Because like you go to the cave, you're trying to find out who your parents are. Yeah. Right? Actually, first of all, it makes perfect sense because you see all these clones. Yeah. And then when 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 she actually looks at the reflection in the glass, yeah. that kind of little bit looks like you know, uh, Luke. it was like two people, and then it came into one. It kind of looked like Luke with the Jedi mullet a little bit for a second there. You thought, I wish we could replay that scene right now. And then it yeah. turns into her. Yeah. So she's a clone, dude. Ma- yeah, I ma- think it maybe was showing the truth. Everyone's like, "Oh, like it's so confusing and like ambiguous," but like, no, like I think maybe that's 
maybe that's what it was. It was just showing the truth. The truth being that she's a friggin' clone. That she's a clone. There's like a million different ones of her. And that's maybe what that, that secret base on Jakku is for. I don't know. Could be. What What's the secret base on Jakku? So in the Aftermath novel, there was a secret base that um, Palpatine was creating way before uh, Phantom Menace. And he would go there to do these like secret missions or whatever. And there was a base that was guarded heavily. And we don't know everything that went on in there. Some things had nothing to do with the cloning facility, but some things did. I mean, because I there think was they a did. known cloning facility in Jakku. No, I don't know. I right, don't, right, it right. doesn't say, but it was just a very heavily guarded base. What do you think about these Star Wars books? Do you read a lot of those? I read some of them. The ones that interest me, like when it comes to Star Wars, I'm not going to read literally everything that has Star Wars branded on it. Right. I'm going to read everything that interests me. What about the um, this new Count Dooku book? Have you read that? The audiobook? Is it an audiobook? Yeah, it's or? an audiobook, man. Yeah. It's an only an audiobook. I'm halfway through it, yeah. It's cool. It is very cool. What's the premise? So basically it's like, okay, you've seen Harry Potter? Yeah. So think of that with Count Dooku. Count Dooku as Harry as Potter. As Harry Potter, yeah. But like he's like a little kid. You basically know about his whole life story kind of and like how his dad hates him. He's an outcast. It's like X-Men and Harry Potter in Star Wars kind of. And Yoda's his master. Yeah. So Yoda's a big part of the, of the big story. Big part, yeah. But they, they kind of make I don't know, they kind of make Yoda look like he makes a lot of stupid mistakes. Like he just does things that you're just like Yoda's supposed to be super wise. Like why is he making these? All right. Mistakes? So look, spoiler warnings for the book because I want to know because I'm not going to listen read. to it. Yeah. It's, so it's only an audio. Only an audio book. Yeah. That's that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. I wish it was a book, but I mean, it, they got a whole cast. It's only so it's different voices doing all the different yeah. parts. Yeah. So it's not like your traditional audiobook where it's like the reader sort of doing no. different voices. No, 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 no. It's like actual different people. I just the voice for Dooku though, I feel like they could have So it's like a teleplay. It's like um yeah. it's like one of those old radio plays. Exactly. Yeah. And they got the music and the sound effects. It's really cool. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing your movie as an audio play if you can't uh put it together? Yeah, but I think people would be very disappointed. <laughs> I could just do that myself and do like all the really crappy accents and everything. <laughs> right, right. But look, you can still tell the story, right? Yeah, I can tell the story, but I want to um, see it. All right, so just tell me a little bit more about this Dooku thing. So, so what what's like the basic story so, so far? So basically, like uh, it starts out with him and Asajj and uh, Asajj Ventress, and uh, she's what Asajj like, is also in it. Yeah, but she's seeing the story of his childhood through his holograms. Oh, I see. Okay, that he's looking First at. All, I love Asajj. So it's yeah, a, and. So you don't really know, see too much of her, but she's like – then it just goes to his, like his – basically when he's a kid. Mm. And then he goes into the Jedi Temple. And the way he did it, spoiler, uh, his dad exiled him basically. Like he basically called the Jedi Temple and he's like, my son is a mutant. He's like, he's a force user. Get him out of here. Like I don't want him. Mm. So he just got rid of him and then they accepted him into the temple and he's like very powerful. He exceeded everyone in the entire temple. All of his classes, he was like number one. And then uh, eventually Yoda took him as a student. And then, and then, what's him and Yoda's relationship like? Uh, so far, from what I've listened to, it's um, it's interesting because he's he gets very frustrated with Yoda. Dooku does. Dooku gets frustrated with Yoda. Yeah. So there was like two months where Yoda was just toying with him, and like wouldn't she was like, hey, like you're my student now. I'll take you as my student, but I'm not going to train you. And he didn't train him because what, like Pat Morita style. He, yeah, yeah. Basically, he 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 would every day he would sit in the courtyards or the gardens or whatever, and Yoda would just meditate for their lessons. And Dooku would go there, and he would be like, "What are you like? Can't yeah. hear from my first lesson. What, what's going shine on?" Shine out, yeah, yeah. Shine he on, never shine would off. speak to him. Nothing until and then and like Dooku would like pull, use the Force to like try to impress him and like make sculptures out of mud and stuff and like try to pull the Force tree out of the ground. 
nothing. And eventually after two months, he like sat really frustrated and exhausted. He's like, what do you want from me? And then uh, Yoda opens his eyes. He's like, ready you are. And he's like, what the heck, man? So basically it's the karate kid of Count Dooku. It is the karate kid of Count Dooku. Meets Harry Potter and the X-Men. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Because also Count Dooku's best friend is Sifo Dyas. So they go into oh, all these so like Sifo Dyas is in it as yeah, a kid. Yeah, man. They go through all these like oh, little adventures. Dude, that's dope, man. Yeah. Yeah, they break into the restricted section, everything. Is the book kind of set up for like uh like a teen, like a young adult type of thing, or is it like like is it obviously written for young adults or is it written for yeah, like I, people I, I more? I think anybody. I think anybody really. But but it doesn't have that young adult edge like uh like, you know, there's certain Star Wars books that are yeah. geared specifically towards that young adult thing, right? Yeah. No, I think everyone would like it. I just think maybe they would – yeah, maybe the older crowd would make, kind of be bored. Yeah. Possibly. And then what about the um, – the, um, uh, the Obi-Wan uh, Qui-Gon book. Have you looked at that one yet? I've read half of that. How is that? That one's cool. Uh, Qui-Gon's very frustrated with Obi-Wan basically and he's like very, very conflicted to change him as his apprentice. He's like, oh, I don't know if you know he's really cut out to be with me. And he feels like Obi-Wan is just kind of kind of lame, kind of sucks. He's like, he's like, oh, when I was his age, like I was so much more powerful in this and this. And he's like, oh, wait, really? I, I shouldn't be comparing myself. That's not right. Yeah, and then he gets uh, uh, given a seat on the council, and which eventually, like, I'm at that part now, which I obviously turns it down. Because he's like, if he gets a seat on the council, then he won't have time for a Padawan, and, and Obi-Wan will get uh, given a new master. Yeah, because, like, Qui-Gon didn't sit on the council. No. But he gets offered a seat, and he says no to choose to train Eventually, uh, yeah. Obi-Wan I, even I haven't more. gotten to the part where he, like, directly says no, but, yeah, obviously he doesn't He doesn't get one. Yeah. So That's kind of cool, man. Yeah. Um, um Do you get to get a little bit more insight about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's, like, relationship with Big each time. other? The whole book is basically just Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Yeah, that's cool. And it shows it, it's it's sweet because it shows like uh, Qui Gon going to like to the, te- the the library basically the archives and he's like pulling up all these prophecies and I've made a bunch of videos on those too and there was like one prophecy which basically says that Kylo is kind of the chosen one because mm. it's like oh really yeah the one it, it was like the one born in darkness from darkness is the chosen one or something like that so it's like Padme gave the one who gives birth in darkness to darkness or something. Padme gave birth in darkness, and then Leia gave birth to darkness. So it was playing on that. So is that kind of like a retcon thing a little bit, you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Now that Disney has it, they're, you know, they're filling in the gaps and changing things and, yeah, doing their own story. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Because, I mean, like, the prophecy is the prophecy. Like, Anakin fulfilled the prophecy. They also say that Anakin's prophecy is real, too, but they have these other ones. So... They got a whole bunch of other prophecies now too. So what what was Obi Wan's like background before he uh, joined the Jedi? Like like what where did he come from? Like like what does the book tell you about his background? It, I haven't gone to that part yet. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it explains that. But I know in Legends that he was like very affluent. He was like just Coruscanti English and all this stuff. And uh, so he's from Coruscant. At least in Legends, yeah. Uh, I believe in canon too. But he was like he was in Legends. He was the weakest character. He like flunked everything. He was so bad. And then he the only reason he's good is because he trained like five times harder than everyone else because right. he wanted to be good. Right, right, right. So. He had the discipline. Yeah, that was it. Because at the end of the day, man, like Obi-Wan I mean Obi-Wan really kicked everybody's ass. Yeah. I mean Obi-Wan never 
you know, there was that one point where Dooku, you know, like takes him out, kind of. Yeah. And then there's a point where the Emperor kind of takes him out, too. Yeah. But when push comes to shove and you really need somebody to go in there for the big fight, yeah. I mean, Obi-Wan, like... But you know why? Why? It's just because he's very patient. Right. He waits for you to make the mistake. That's yeah. the only thing. Otherwise, yeah. like, Anakin, like, everyone's obviously stronger than him, but he just, like, he's very methodical. He'll just wait. Yeah. And that's why Mace Windu is like, you're the master of Sorsu, which is the art of defense. So, right. Yeah. So um, so one thing um, that um, uh, Star Wars Theory and I did today was we played a little bit of that VR yeah. uh, game, um, you know, Vader Immortal. Right. So what were some of your thoughts about the game? I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was good. Um, I didn't get too far in it, but the part where you, you basically break out of the cell and then Vader's like, well, before that, Vader's like, you know, open this crystal. and uh, I love that scene, man. It's like, you see all the complexity of the yeah, holocron? Yeah. And it was like opening up. It was like an infinity stone or something. And it just opens. And he's like, this is the one I've been looking for. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. Uh, you break out of the cell. And then you go to Mustafar and you find this lightsaber. And it's like the coolest thing ever. How, how good is that voice of Vader? It's a good, good he's, Vader yeah, voice. Yeah, good. Yeah. Do you know who did it? It's, it's actually one of my favorite Vader voices. Hold on. Let me see if I can look it up really quick. Um I've always um, – That's the th- – it's a finicky thing with Vader voices because you hear some finicky. that are like, eh, and then you hear others that are like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, this one was really good. Um, Scott Lawrence, who has previously voiced Vader across numerous Star Wars video games, will be returning to reprise his role there too. That makes sense. So he's done it in other Vader uh, video games. Man, but yeah, I, I – um, I really thought he did a good job as Vader. Yeah, the dude was good. Yeah, he did a it, really good job. Yeah, there's a part that you haven't gotten to, which I won't spoil for you, but um, that you see Vader in a very vulnerable position, um, and you're kind of sneaking on him, like he doesn't know you're there, you know. So you're kind of seeing like, um, kind of like this like fly on the wall moment. I heard he talks. To, can I spoilers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. heard he talks to Padme. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. talk to her, but he's like trying to like. You know, it's almost like a prayer to her or, or like, trying to, like, yeah. commune with her. Yeah. It's really – it's actually really intense. I can't, I can't wait to play this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, man. So, anyway, going back to the uh, to the whole novels thing, I I have a, a weird relationship with the novels. Like, I, I loved Heir to the Empire when I was a kid. Okay. And then I read um, – uh, uh, Dark Force Rising, I believe, was the second one. And then Dark Command, maybe, was the third one. Or uh, what was the third one called? Hold on. Um, the Zon Trilogy. Uh, did you read those? No. Not the old ones. You never read the Zon Trilogy? No. Oh, man. Um, you mean the new canon ones? Yeah. I've read some of them. Yeah, yeah. So Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising is the second one. And Last Command, not Dark Command. Last Command is the third one. Um, if you haven't read those, man, those I highly recommend. You haven't read those, the, the no. original Zon trilogy? Do they have audiobooks? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got to yeah, do those. Yeah, so back in the day um, when Star Wars was was like, you know, this is like um, uh, early 90s, okay. right? Um, I believe it was like 92 or something. Nice, so when I was two years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah, uh, hold on. Let me see what year it is exactly because, man, um, uh Let's see here. Um, it came out in. I feel like they could just make movies on all the books. Yeah, 1991, right? So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so it was early 90s. Um, 
in Star Wars, there wasn't really a lot of material out there. You know, there was the uh, role-playing game, which was pretty, you know, was pretty big. Yeah. And the role-playing game had a lot of the canon st- or, or the legend stuff that we know now. Like, yeah. Like the lightsaber stands, like the Soren Zoo and all that yeah. stuff that yeah. people talk about. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't really any big Star Wars thing. And, um, you know, Lucas at this point said that he was never making any more movies again. Yeah. But it was still a big franchise or whatever. And um, he was supporting, you know, like ancillary stuff, and he supported this Timothy Zahn book. Um, and it was a big deal when it came out because it was the first, like, official, this is what happens after Return of the Jedi, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a story of, um, you know, um, this guy, uh, you know, M- you know um, Admiral Thrawn, who's taken control over the fleet. Yeah. You know, and like the the Republic is just trying to build itself. So like, you know, uh, Leia is like, you know, leading the, you know, leading the political charge or whatever. But um, it's still very rough. Like, yeah. like, you know, they haven't, you know, completely come into power or anything like that. Um, and the Empire still has a massive, um, you know, like army. You know, yeah. they still got lots of ships and lots of soldiers. So it's so th- like the war continues, you yeah. know, and um and uh, Thrawn goes out and finds this um, old Jedi master called Master Saboeth, and somebody will probably correct me on the pronunciation, but Saboeth is how I remember him. This old Jedi master who had um, the power of um, God, I forget the. Uh, I think it's called battle meditation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is the ability to like like concentrate and get your forces to yeah. like operate as one. That's which... exactly what Qui Gon was talking about in the Qui Gon book about Obi Wan. He's like at his age, I could do battle meditation very well, and it's like, why can't Obi Wan do it? He's like, oh, he really? sucks at it. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So Qui Gon could do that thing that the Emperor could do, where it's just like. Yeah, he talks about battle meditation. Is it battle meditation? I don't know. It's something like that. Some okay. power. Some force some, power. Some force power that that the Emperor had. Where you know it kind of retconned it a little bit. What does it do? Basically, um, when when um, when the emperor is like sitting in his throne, and he's like looking at the battle. Okay. He's basically like uh, controlling the battle with his mind. Okay. Yeah. So he's giving. He's not controlling the fight as much as that. He's giving. Empowering all, his troops. He's empowering his troops. Okay. And it's a very very specific thing. Okay. And Admiral Thrawn, who's like this super high powered intellectual dude. Who like studies like the way that he studies his enemies is by studying their art. Yeah, you know, and, and I think Thrawn comes out in Rebels. You know, he's got a pretty big part in Rebels. Yeah, um, and um, you know, which is actually to me is fascinating. That like, of course, if you really want to get to know a culture, you should study their art. You yes. know, because like their art is like how they express themselves, yeah. like like in the most truthful ways. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, so he. Um, he finds this Jedi that's supposedly living in this mountain um, called Master Saboeth okay. who, who knows how to use this power. Yeah. And then he – the Jedi Master is like, I don't give a shit about you. Like why, like why would I help you? Yeah. And he's like, because I know where there's two Jedi. And he's like, what? There's no Jedi left. He's like, I know where there's two of them. And I promise you that I'll bring them to you so that you can train them. Hmm. And supposedly like in the book, like, you know – a Jedi having an apprentice or having a Padawan or having the rule of two thing is, like, um, very important to a Jedi to be able to, like, impart. Pass on what he knows. Pass on yeah. what he knows. And I think somehow by taking on a an apprentice, it actually makes you stronger in a way as well, you know, because 
the apprentice is there to push you too because sometimes the apprentice gets too strong. Yeah. You know? So anyway, there's this very interesting thing where he like teases him that he's going to, um, you know, get him two Jedi. The two Jedi are Luke and Leia. Yeah. Um, and and anyway, it's, it's a fascinating trilogy. It's a very, very, very cool uh, trilogy. Um, and I guess my long-winded point is that I've tried to read other Star Wars books since then. Yeah. And I always drop out early. Like, it just... They Nothing's don't, like the old ones? It's not that they're not like the old ones. It's just that they don't pull me in. Like, just recently, I've been trying to read the Darth Bane one, the first one. Mm-hmm. Have you read that one? No. Um, and it was pretty cool. It starts off with them, like, you know, Darth Bane is, like, at a mining facility. And then, like, he picks a fight with somebody. And, like... But it's just like there's something in the writing of it or or I'm not sure what it is, man, but it, it, it's tough for me to get uh, sucked into it. You yeah. know, like I, I, you know, total non sequitur, but I started reading uh, after this void was left in my heart with Game of Thrones being off the air. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was with that. Yeah. I mean, you're a Game of Thrones fan? Yeah. So, you know, like I feel a void. I mean, like I have a void in my heart now that this show is off the air. Yeah. So I went back and I started reading um, this guy's books. Yeah. And I, um, I read Fire and Blood. Have you heard of that one? No. It's no. like a prequel, like history book by George. Is this the new one? It, yeah, it's the I newest met, one. I met, I met the, the artist for that one, uh, Doug, Doug something, I think. I have his uh, – I, I bought the first image, or the, the actual original uh, comic book page from Revenge of the Sith where mm. Anakin cuts off Dooku's hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was he, really cool. Yeah, it's the same guy. Same guy. Yeah, huh? yeah. Which one was that? What, what, what does he do? Do you have a picture of it? Yeah, I've got a picture of it on my Instagram somewhere. It's going to take me a while to dig up. But, oh, yeah, uh, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, we're going to be sitting here for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no it's on the, it, was, yeah. it was pretty sweet. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, that's cool. But anyway, so this book, George R. R. Martin, the way that he writes, it's like you can't put it down. Yeah. You know, there, there's like an artistry to the writing that, like, to me, it's a barrier to enter when it comes to reading some of these other Star Wars books. That, yeah, it's great writing, but it doesn't feel like, I don't know, there's something about it. My that, problem with these Star Wars books, my only issue is, like, I just want to know about the cool parts. Right. Like, it'll take you into this very cool world of the Jedi and, like, cool characters that you really care about. But then it'll drop off into the ne- into the next chapter about something that you really just you like, eh, I don't care. Like, yeah. who's this character? Like, bring me back to the important parts. And that's why they, in these books, I'll read the really juicy parts, but then the rest of it I'm just like, just get un- uninterested. Yeah. I just get bored. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Christian loves the books. And, like, um, you know, Ken loves the books and Perry loves the books. Um, and um, funny enough, uh, Haley Fouch, uh, who works with us, brought me two books yesterday that I rejected. And there were two books about Galaxy's Edge. Okay. It's like, who writes novels about Galaxy's Edge? Is but like an actual book or a, a no, guy? No, no, like, like two novels. Like Galaxy's Edge novels. Okay. Like, who's going who's gonna to read that? What happens? Like, I have no idea. What's it about? What is Galaxy's Edge? Is that like some kind of like they thing? They should have just called it Tatooine or something. Yeah. Like. So how do you feel you didn't get invited to it? Yeah, I know. I was like, what the heck? Why not? Why not me? In the book, yeah. I think maybe it's. Because I didn't get invited to it either. For you know, for the record, yeah, a lot of people I know didn't like big names, and I'm just like, why wouldn't you use us? But maybe it's because you know they want their own people. They want big channels like CNN or whatever they want in there. But but there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people there. Yeah, I know. I know. Are you excited to check it out? Yeah, check it out eventually. But from what I heard, I mean, they there's like no prequel stuff. 
Uh, no and again, prequel stuff. Yeah, again, I don't know because I wasn't there. Um, I asked to go in like a week before it opened, so maybe that's why it was filled. But I just feel like, uh, yeah, the, the, from what I've heard, the, there's no prequel stuff. There's no not much original uh, trilogy stuff. It's all just sequels. And like, like with the Millennium Falcon, and like, I mean, what's the yeah. setup? It's like you're in some the Galaxy's Edge, I guess. Is you're in Batu, so some some new world, uh, and then you can, I think, you can go to Tatooine too, something like that. Uh, I, I wish I went because then I'd know more about what to right, say. Right, right, right. And there's but, like an actual cantina and stuff like yeah, that. And, yeah. And there's like a ride. Look, so, so first of all, if you're interested in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, people from Collider did go. Yeah. You, you, you should check out the channel. There's a ton of content about it, walkthroughs and all kinds of stuff. Haley went. That's why she brought me those novels. Yeah. And uh, Christina Radish went, and uh, she wrote some good articles for the site on it. I didn't go. I didn't go. Apparently, if you go on the Millennium Falcon, you get to go on Hondo's, I don't know, like, excavation or something like that. And you have, he has, like, all these different, like, ancient relics. And one of them is, like, a Sith mask. Okay. That's what I heard. Hondo is kind cool. of prequel-y, sort of. He is, yeah. I mean, he's Clone Wars. Yes. He's not really prequels, but no. he's Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Which is like George Lucas's prequel. Yeah, you're, like, you're doing something with coaxium in it, and like you have to. I don't know. Coaxium is the stuff from Solo. The fuel, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I actually tried watching Solo the other day, um, and. Uh, it's rough, man. Really? You didn't like it? I didn't like Solo. Dude, you I liked, liked it, yeah. You liked Solo? Yeah, I thought it was cool. I, uh, it's just like, I don't know, like, I can't put my finger on it. It just... Something so, was slow in there? It's not that it's slow. I picked it up in the scene where they're actually going on this castle run, I guess, yeah. and they go to the thing, and okay. like, you know, um, they come across the, um, like, the ship, and then they find the little hole, and they do yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, man. I got to watch it again from top to bottom. But it, you know what it is? It bores me. Dude, you don't have to like everything that they put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel mean, like obviously, a lot of, if you listen to the show, you know that I don't like – lately I like very little of what they put <laughs> if out. If you watch but, my channel, you know it is, yeah, I'm not uh, yeah, a but, shill as they say. But yeah. but Solo is one of the ones that you enjoyed. Yeah, I liked it. Cool, man. Because it's about a character I don't – I'm not really invested in. So it's kind of like, all right, it's on Solo. It's cool. You know what? That's the thing for me is that – it's a cool Star Wars movie about some cool characters. None of them are familiar to me. Like, yeah. like it's not like we got Chewie. I I love Chewie. Chewie's great you in know? it. Yeah. Chewie's great in it. Um, but it doesn't feel like Han Solo. It's like some dude that's like, it, like I don't see Han Solo in that character, like ever. Like, like not once. Really? Not once. I thought he did a pretty decent. Well, he does a good job I acting don't, in he it. He does a good job acting, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's not Harrison. Did you ever see the 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 was it the deep fake or whatever it's called where they like put Harrison Ford's face? Oh, no, I gotta watch yeah, it's some that. YouTube channel where he like put Harrison Ford's face on Alden's face, and it's like. But then you even see how good of an acting job that Alden did because like the walk, everything is just it it matches, but it's just the face. I think I saw the deep fake of like when he's riding around in the car, like like. Uh, yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but this guy actually did whole scenes. He with did it? he did scenes with it. Yeah. Oh, I gotta check the that Sabacc out. Scene. I gotta check that yeah. out. Yeah, I'll show you after this. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm 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 excited about episode nine. Um, I just feel like we're in this kind of um, like in this slump. Yeah, like yeah. in this journey. Yeah. From like Earth to the moon, and now we gotta like. 
we got like this like five month long journey in space with like nothing to do. Yeah. And like we get the odd Vanity Fair art like article, and like whenever I see that, like it's just the same kind of like J.J. Abrams, like you know. Yeah, it's a selling piece. You know, it's you know? like everything's dry, so we'll give you a little water, drink it up. Yeah, and then yeah. like, and then even in this Galaxy's Edge stuff, you get, um, you get uh, th- this wonderful reunion on stage of uh, you know Harrison and and Billy D. Williams and George yeah. Lucas was there and and Mark Hamill. And then Mark Hamill, of course, the first thing he tweets is like, oh, it felt so good to finally reunite with Harrison Ford. And I like, feel like he had to do that. Right. I feel like he had to say that. Again. Yeah. I mean, like. They're like, making him say, th- I don't know. Maybe not. No, no. But 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 again, it, it felt like he was jabbing. You know, like Mark Hamill was like, it took, yeah. it took um, a theme park yeah. to be the first time yeah. that Harrison and I are actually in the same room. And Billy, yeah. And Billy in the same room yeah. like doing our thing, you yeah. know. Um he's bitter. He's bitter about this Absolutely. whole thing. Absolutely. And he can't every time he does like he has to do some crash control and and they make him say things like oh I, I didn't mean that like I just thought it would be cool like Poor guy, man. You see him in these like earlier interviews with the Last Jedi, and he's like, "I fundamentally disagree with everything you've done with Luke." Right. And like you'll see it even in the Last Jedi commentary or the the bonus footage or whatever it is, the behind the scenes where on the TV, like 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 on the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, he's just like very displeased, it seems, from uh, what happened. Like a lot of us, and that's why there's you know people will be like, "Oh, like it's just haters." At the end of the day, there's a divergence, and mm-hmm. there's a reason for it. So. Yeah, and what do you think? Um, um, how much do you think he's going to be in nine? Him? Yeah. I think they're just trying to kill him off. So they, I mean, if you look at the direction of things, you know, Galaxy's Edge is all sequel stuff. Uh, they're not really paying homage to the prequels, really. I mean, I hope in nine we get lots of like Palpatine and Anakin and stuff like that. Would be cool. Right. I know JJ is a big fan of that, and I know JJ has worked with George a lot. But I just feel like. The rest of them kind of just want to move on and do their own thing, which I can understand, you know, because the, the real the real cash, I think, is in all the stuff that you can make after Episode Nine, after the Skywalker trilogy, because that's still George. Right. Once you get rid of that and you let the past die, you can create all these new different things like the trilogy with, with Game of Thrones guys, with Ryan Johnson, with all this other stuff like Disney Plus, Mandalorian, all these other like new things that they're making that has no tie in. So I feel like a lot of the reason people aren't happy is because we know we have this preconceived notion of what the originals and prequels were. So we we have this idea of like, well, that doesn't really match up what you're doing with eight, what you're doing with nine or even seven. So if you make this whole new thing, this whole new world, it'll be a clean slate. So whatever they give us is whatever we'll see. So it's like we don't have anything to really think back on. Like this isn't how it's supposed to be because it's new. So, yeah, first of all, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it just kind of it's, it's a little heartbreaking for two reasons. Reason number one is that um, I want to be able to swim in the waters that I'm comfortable with, right? Um, which is probably more about me than it is about the movies. Uh, but the second thing is is that it worries me that they're flying without direction and like without soul, right? Because like. Similar to what happened with Game of Thrones and people are complaining about season eight, even though I kind of like season eight, to be honest. But, like, I understand. You did? The... You like the ending? Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't okay. hate it. Okay. Um, I thought it was very rushed, you know. But, like, 
from like story beats. Like like if you tell me, oh, at the end of Game of Thrones, Daenerys is gonna fucking turn batshit crazy yeah. and burn the whole place down. Yeah, it makes sense to me. But you know what? I, I, even though I wasn't a huge fan of the last episode, Anakin does the exact same thing. Anakin does the exact same thing. Identical. Within yeah. a moment, she's like, nope, well, I'm dark side now. Yeah, I mean, Anakin had the whole thing about— He at least had reason, you know? Yeah, because Anakin had the whole thing about his mother and then, like, you know, not wanting to lose Padme. Yeah. And he had the emperor, like, like, yeah. like messing with his mind. Yeah. You know, this you've allowed this emperor to twist your mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so he's been—Anakin, I think Anakin, even Anakin was more developed— Absolutely, 100%. Like, there's no way I'm comparing those, but I feel like from just someone who's like a regular fan of the show or of the movies, they'd be like, oh, well, what's weird? Anakin just kind of switched like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I pledge myself to your teachings immediately. Right. And then, but Daenerys kind of just like sees all this wreckage and fire and ruin, and she's like, okay, well, screw it. Yeah. And um, God, isn't it weird that it's those same guys now taking on Star Wars? Do you think they'll do a good job? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? As you look down and <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, um, first of all, I love because you know John Williams is not going to do any more music. Yeah. So the guy who does the music for Game of Thrones, um, I forget his name right now. It's a very strange name. He's a very talented guy. I mean, the guy who does the music for Game of Thrones is incredible. Yeah. I mean, that that score. Yeah, whoever it is did a really good job. Yeah, it might be my favorite score of any television show ever. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's gorgeous. Um, I bet you'll bring him, you know, with them. Hopefully. Um, you know, are they going to be directing? We don't even know. Like, like apparently like, they're writing and directing, aren't they? Are they directing? I think so. Um. And 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 apparently it's it's um something came out that it is old republic is that is that is that a real thing? Not that that one's old republic, but that they're making something old republic. That they're developing yeah, something. Yeah, and, and the script is almost done. Her name I forgot her name, but she apparently she did she write Avatar? She wrote Avatar. She wrote uh, what's not Decepticon? What's the movie with Leo? Inception. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Roll out. <laughs> Hold on. So, so um, okay. So, there's a writer announced for the movie. Uh, yeah, the script's almost done, pretty much. Apparently, for for this new uh, Ben yeah. and Weiss movie. Huh? Yeah, but that's that was from some no name. That was like a third party. They just gotcha. rumored something. So, gotcha. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, look, we're 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 uh, we're almost out of time here, man. Any last thoughts? Not really. I just hope episode nine is going to be cool and. We'll see the emperor. Yeah, man. And uh, anything you want to promote or anything you got to kick? Not really, right? Not really, right now. All right, no. cool, man. Fair enough. Well, look, guys. Um, it was uh, a bit of a bumpy road for me because I've never done this before. But I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I mean, it just felt like I was just chatting with you, like we were just at Chipotle, like yeah, 30 literally. Minutes yeah, ago. I, there's no, we're, we're on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look, guys. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed uh, this very, very casual episode of Rule of Two. It's episode forty-three on the Jedi Council uh, feed on podcast and on the main Collider video channel. Um, you know, tune in every Monday, 5, for Rule of Two. Check out Star Wars Theory at uh, YouTube.com forward slash Star Wars Theory, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming. Just go to YouTube, type in Star yeah, Wars Yeah, Star Wars Theory, yeah. Theory puts out some fun, great videos, as I'm sure. If you're listening to this, you probably listen to him as well. Um, and yeah, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at uh, Mark Fernandez. You are uh, Star Wars Theory 66, though, right? No, Star Wars Theory on Instagram. Yeah, 
Okay, but Twitter it is. Twitter is SW Theory sixty six. Oh, okay, because yeah. if not, I'm fuck. I've been tweeting the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll hit you back on the flip side. Rise. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. Three Hundred Five. Better said, Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, from negative to positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys? Let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.